what spoke to me about this book was it was the writing, maybe even more than the content. It's a book that's written in fragments. Mm -hmm. um, it's alternately compelling and confusing and impenetrable and lyrical and abstract and concrete. Like it's sort of all the things there are just, um, it inhabits so many modes. Uh, and I just, I think in part, cause I was, I was reading it in little blips while I was say nursing in the middle of the night, there were just little sections I could read and then meditate on They're sort of prose poems stitched together, but then there's an overarching narrative and, um, the fact that it melded so many interests of mine as a reader and writer, both in terms of content and language, just seemed really powerful. Hey everyone, my name is Allison Roach and welcome to Without These Books. Without These Books is a thank you inspired video podcast that celebrates the authors, books, and characters that changed us as writers, readers, and as people. So today on our show, I will be talking to Courtney Zoffness. Her debut, Spilt Milk, received starred reviews from Publishers Weekly, Booklist, and Bookpage, and it was named Most Anticipated and a Must-Read Book by Good Morning America, Lit Hub, Refinery29, The Millions, Publishers Weekly, and others. Zoffness won the 2018 Sunday Times Short Story Award, the largest international prize for short fiction amid entries from 38 countries. Other honors include fellowships from the Center for Fiction and McDowell and the Arts and Letters Creative Nonfiction Prize. Her writing has appeared in several outlets, including the New York Times, the Paris Review Daily, and Guernica, and she had essays listed as notable in the Best American Essays 2018 and 2019. She directs the creative writing program at Drew University, where she's an assistant professor of English, and she lives with her family in Brooklyn, New York. So um, I would love to talk to you about the book that changed your life, that influenced you. So what is the book that you selected? So I selected Jenny Offel's Department of Speculation, um, which came out, I think, in 2014. Mm -hmm. So when did you first read it? So I read it a few months after it published. Um, I think I was trying to remember in anticipation of this question, I was trying to remember exactly when I read it, but I think I read it shortly after it came out, but it was at a really meaningful point in my own life. Mm -hmm. um, so at the time it came out, I had a two-year-old and a, and a newborn. And this book is very much about, um, I mean, I, I guess this is the point at which I talk about how I connected to it personally yeah, too, yeah. but it's very much about um, a woman living in Brooklyn turns out, and I also am a woman who's living in Brooklyn, uh, who um, is married and has a daughter and is a writer who's trying to work on her in, in this particular uh, novel. She's working on her second book, but can't seem to get it over the finish line and is also a teacher and essentially had a lot of hallmarks that I share. Um, but it's very much about the ways in which um, it's about a lot of things, but I think one of the primary threads is the ways in which motherhood interferes with art making or complicates it. Yeah, um, expand on that a little bit. What do you, what do you think about that? Um, well, I mean, it's very time consuming. Right, yeah. Very exhausting. So it's just logistically, it's, um, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, and this is something I explore 
a little bit in my own book. Um, but I think uh, at the time that I found Department of Speculation, I was moved on many levels. And I, you know, so far I've only talked about the content, but really what spoke to me about this book was it was the writing, maybe even more than the content. It's a book that's written in fragments. Mm -hmm. um, it's alternately compelling and confusing and impenetrable and lyrical and abstract and concrete. Like it's sort of all the things there are just, um, it inhabits so many modes. Uh, and I just, I think in part, cause I was, I was reading it in little blips while I was say nursing in the middle of the night, there were just little sections I could read and then meditate on They're sort of prose poems stitched together, but then there's an overarching narrative and, um, the fact that it melded so many interests of mine as a reader and writer, both in terms of content and language, just seemed really powerful. Right. To me. So, how has this impacted your relationship to writing in particular? How has it impacted my relationship to writing? Um, or your, well, your approach, perhaps? Yeah, I don't think I had ever read anything like this, and I don't think I, I have since. I think it really blew the lid off what I thought, um, what novels can do. I love that it was published by a big press, right? This is the kind of book that you might find, you know, in a secondhand shop published by an indie press by a writer nobody's heard of. And you think, why did nobody right, yeah. love and, and, and raise up this book? Um, but I think, uh, yeah, that it, take so many risks mm -hmm. formally and in terms of content that it is self-referential. Jenny herself was, you know, working on her second novel uh, and a new mother. You know, I just, I loved that it did a lot of things at once. And I think that was very um, eye-opening and inspiring to me as a writer working on her first book, just the shapes books can take. Right. Yeah. So did it sort of push you to take risks or push you to think in ways that you might have stopped yourself from thinking before? I think it perhaps did. And especially in that like brief, but felt like never ending span <laughs> of time where, you know, I was a nursing mom. So I'd have these two hour windows to write. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to now yeah. write something amazing. But you know, that kind of pressure is impossible to succeed under. Yeah. Uh, so I think um, it, it provided me with, you know, comfort that the writing will come and that even this moment can be fodder for the writing. Absolutely. Wow. And, and it turned out that my first book was about motherhood. <laughs> so. Wow. So do you have a favorite passage or sentence that you'd like to share? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, it's so marked up. Let's see. Something else this book does that I haven't mentioned is it's very much in conversation with dozens of other texts. Mm, um, yeah. It quotes philosophers, it co quotes children's books. Um, there are these, uh, well, he here's one. I mean, I don't know if this sort of epitomizes, oh, let's do this one instead. <laughs> uh, uh, she's, she, our narrator who's unnamed, but then is 
sometimes referred to as the wife, okay. um, is describing her daughter in this section. I'm on page 33 of the paperback. Um, she becomes obsessed with balls. She can spot a ball-shaped object at 100 paces. Ball, she calls to the moon. Ball, ball. On nights when it is obscured by clouds, she points angrily at the darkness. I, I just, there are, there are these just like little blips. Yeah, you totally get in just seconds how a child relates herself to the world. Like that's yeah. how the child is present. Wow. And, and I just, the image of, and I love the, all the space in this book too, a child pointing angrily at the darkness. I mean, this, it becomes a book and I actually haven't even said this though. This is its primary plot point. Mm -hmm. It's a book about uh, a, a marriage that comes unraveled and about a woman who is kind of coming unraveled. Mm -hmm. uh, the husband, spoiler, you know, is unfaithful. Mm -hmm. uh, and this causes a lot of, you know, trauma and doubt for our narrator. Uh, but pointing angrily at the darkness just seemed so resonant to me. All the things we don't know about ourselves, we don't know about others, um, all the things we can't see, all the ways, all the big feelings we have that we don't know what to do with. And there are so many sentences like this that very clearly refer to one um, instance or experience or idea, but just point outward, you know, in these giant ways. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about certain books that like change. It's like the small things that you can have such a bigger, bigger scope when you look at them. It's just what hits home. Um, have you revisited this book at all? I mean, I reread it this week, which was like the most delightful uh, experience, especially now that my kids are a little bit older. And I, I do love that books, um, speak to us in different ways when at different points in our lives so I think when I at the time that I read it I was so thirsty for right. it yeah and, I, uh, and now I feel a little less desperate <laughs> in my like professional and personal life so I could really slow down and look at lines like the ones one I read and just feel like appropriately awed by her her like skills as a linguist, as a writer, you know, I just think she's a poet. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much for coming on. This has been wonderful and it's been inspirational for me. I think I'm going to revisit some of my favorite books. I hope you do. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah. Thanks. Join the conversation at withoutbooks.org.